Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. As a general rule, don't stress out over your podcast stats. Your podcast will probably get the audience it deserves. And when you start looking closely, your numbers start making a lot less sense. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Which podcast listening app is responsible for most of your downloads? No, 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 don't go check. You should just be able to answer. You should be able to answer this question easily, like all of us can answer this question. Because with very few exceptions, the answer is always Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts reign supreme. It's the number one downloady thing that we have. And I want to examine that today. But I also want to say this. One of the things that I lament the most about podcasting is our lack of a common language around stats and performance. So I will be returning to this theme periodically, periodically. But for now, a little thinking on some really big podcast stats, right? And that big podcast stat, once again, is who's the biggest app responsible for all of the downloads that we get? And with few exceptions, the answer is Apple. Now, the number's been shrinking over the years, but it's still Apple Podcasts. In fact, according to my numbers, since I came back and started season three back in July the 6th, I believe it was, Apple Podcast is responsible for my show, which is a little different than most other shows. Apple Podcast is responsible for 33.3%. Exactly one third. A third of my audience is Apple Podcast. Now, some people will say, well, Apple Podcast accounts for like 60%, sometimes true, true, but let's not worry about it for now. Let me just give you my numbers and I'll show you what, what sounds wonky and weird afterwards. If I also look at all episode downloads since July 6th, I see that my number two is Overcast. Wow, with 21%. And that kind of makes sense. Overcast is a power user tool. And since my show, Podcast Pontifications, is aimed at working podcasters, a lot of working podcasters appreciate the power tool that is Overcast. So I'm not surprised that that number is roughly two to three times larger than the average number of uh, people for Overcast on other podcasts. My third is Spotify at 10.3%, right about on par with what Spotify is overall when you look at all the podcasts. And you add all those numbers up, you get around 65%, which means 35% of my listeners have other ways they listen. And look, I, I send this out as a newsletter. People like to read. There's a link to just download the file directly. So I see a lot of activity from browsers. There are tons of other podcast listening apps, lots of ways to get the show. So these numbers all make sense to me. Except they don't when I start drilling down. 
See, when I start looking at individual episodes, things change. They look very, very different. I got a bunch of numbers I wrote down. I noticed this yesterday, and it wouldn't leave me alone last night. I didn't sleep very well because I kept thinking about this. So I thought, well, we're going to just talk about it on the program and see (laughs) where it goes. Because I have the ability with my hosting company, Captivate.fm, Captivate.fm, of which I am an advisory board member, Captivate will give me the number of downloads for an individual episode. So I can just look at the episode's an episode and see what happened. And most podcast hosting companies do this, or at least they should do this. So you can hone in on a single podcast episode, ignore downloads to everything else, and let's just look at that one episode. Well, I did that, and I've got a sheet here in front of me to talk about this with. And I went back and looked at my most, my 10 most recent episodes. So this goes from yesterday's episode all the way back to the 26th of July, I think. And what I see when I look at individual episodes is not Apple Podcast being on top. In fact, in every case, it's Overture. Overture. <laughs> it's Overcast. Overcast, last yesterday's show, when I checked this morning, yesterday's episode, almost 40% of my downloads from yesterday's program came from Overcast. Only 23% came from Apple. And if I look back at the day before, it's the same. Almost 33% overcast than Apple. The day before that, different. Now, what I see over time is I see the numbers, the gap shifting. So instead of from 37% to 23%, it goes down to uh, 33% to 25%. And then the next one, it goes down to 32% to 26%. So the gap continues to narrow. Less percentage of overcast usage. (laughs) I actually wrote overture in my notes. That's why I said it that way. So the number shrinks over time. But when we're looking at what's happening automatically, or not automatically, but, you know, immediately, immediately, my listens come from overcast, not Apple Podcasts. And here's what's really weird. Remember when I said Spotify was responsible for 10.3% of all of my downloads since I came back from break on July the 6th? Looking at those 10 episodes that I examined, Spotify is not even on the list. It's not even showing single digit downloads. Forget percentages. I'm not even in the single digit downloads from it, at least not from the top five. So that's really strange. Or is it? I'm not sure exactly if it's strange or not, but what I, what it does lead me to believe is that, and at the risk of offending my friends Steve and Ted and Josh and others that work at Apple, I wonder if we're treating stats the same for different apps. Is there something inherent about the way that the Apple Podcast app accesses information as opposed to the way that Overcast and the way that Spotify accesses files for download that trip up our stats program? We have... IAB 2.0 stats, but once again, if you look a little closer at those stats, they leave a lot of room for interpretation, and they probably shouldn't, but they do. So I don't know what the real takeaway is here other than this is just weirdness. It's not like I'm focusing my attentions and, and creating custom content for one app or the other, but it kind of tells me that 
this assumed everybody uses app A or B is probably not necessarily true. They may show up the most in our data, but they may not really represent reality or at least anything that we can actionably work on other than the idea that if you've been sharing out links to use a what you think is the dominant app most people use, and when you look at your overall stats and you see that's the app that is hitting your stats package most frequently, so let's share links from that app, hmm, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe not. This obviously is ready for a longer conversation, which is why I left the door open earlier and said, I want to return to this idea about thinking about podcast stats, which I have done previously, and I will do again and again. Maybe you know someone in your podcasting group, your podcasting cohort, who is either statsphilic or statsphobic, that they would get a kick out of this. Please send them this episode and a personal note saying that you were listening to it and you think it's something for them. Listen, personal recommendations when you tell someone who is also a podcaster about podcast pontifications really helps the show grow. And the more listeners, the more readers that come into the program makes me happier, obviously, and it gives me more people to talk with and have more crazy ideas coming out. So pretty please do that for me. And please also buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra is where you can go to show your support for the program by buying me, well, oddly enough, a virtual coffee. That's it for today. No episodes on Friday. Yay for the four-day week, wink, week, work, week, work, week. Man, that was a little Freudian. Yeah, no episodes on Friday, but I shall be back on Monday with yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, 
abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.